Welcome to the Spirit School of Ministry podcast, where we discuss discipleship in your everyday life. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Spirit School of Ministry podcast. I'm David Lean, here with Liz Jones and Pastor Bob Wilk. Today we're continuing with our theme of the fivefold ministry, and we're talking about prophets, the office or the mantle of a prophet. And I'm glad I have these two here with me because Liz and Bob are both mantled prophets. They serve in our house here at Word of Life Fellowship. And I just wanted to maybe kick us off by asking, like, what is the role of a prophet? Why does God give prophets to the local church? Mm. We'll let Pastor Bob answer that. Why, is, our, why are they good? He's our senior prophet. Oh, wow. oh wow. God. Okay. Is that lead... because I'm old? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, our lead Whatever you want, prophet. whatever works, huh? <laughs> Uh, can you repeat that question? <laughs> why are prophets good? No, I'm just kidding. Why, why are prophets, why did God give prophets to the local church? How do they build up the body? Like what do they do that's different from apostles or evangelists or um, others? They like talk that? a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> they may even talk more than pastors, which mm. is kind of amazing. Mm. Uh, but I believe, you know, uh, just that it's uh, fundamental nature. The prophet's supposed to be hearing God. And bringing that message unhindered and not really changed in any way, uh, clean to God's people, mm. uh, and that's I would say just the, you know in simplicity. Now I could give you the big theological thing about it if you want that, Why but not? the reality is that most people don't receive the prophetic that way. They receive it very down to earth. They want to you know if they receive the prophetic, they receive it as something very important to themselves personally. And something they're willing to operate on and walk in, possibly. To me, that's uh, where you know why it's important. That's why God gave prophets to the church. And obviously, in the context of Ephesians, like we've been talking about the fivefold, it's really to build up the church. It's to establish the church. It's to bring the church into maturity. It's not so the prophet can prophesy, mm-hmm. which. That's where it goes a lot of times, but it's just not that. It's not so a prophet can just exercise their gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that uh, one of the primary purposes of a prophet, a fivefold prophet, is to um, teach people, mm-hmm. the church, how to hear God. Mm-hmm. So it's not just that the prophet is the only one who can hear God. They receive all of the revelation. They're the only ones that can prophesy. They do do that. But they also um, are there to equip people mm-hmm. with um, prophetic ability, mm-hmm. the ability to hear the Lord clearly, to learn what his voice sounds like, to learn how to um, uh, evaluate that against the written word of God, right? And so that they're not walking in error. And then actually how to, how to be the living word of God. Mm-hmm. And actually, yeah. David, as you asked that um, along those same lines, the uh, like all the fivefold that uh, we are there to inspire, mm-hmm. maybe in a particular area that we happen to be operating in and mantled in or anointed in or whatever you want to call it, but we're really there to bring inspiration to people to do that to yeah. actually function that way. Mm-hmm. Now, not everybody maybe is called to be specifically a mantle prophet, but I believe mantle prophets they're they're one of their main jobs is to actually like i said inspire to mm-hmm. infuse into the church into the body of christ um the understanding but also uh the willingness uh um, and the ability and and just the unction to actually hear from god and give it so like every other component of the fivefold ministry it's this equipping mm-hmm. to build up to bring into the position where they're mature and they operate in that, those positions. Yeah. And what have you found like is one of the best ways to train people to do that? Because it sounds to me like, you know, I came from, you know, churches and spheres that didn't necessarily have the prophetic or prophets, but we did feel that we could hear God, you know, like through the scripture or through, um, you know, just hearing in your heart, something that God would lead you to do. But how have you found, like, is the best way to train people that are starting out, like, to hear God and even begin to to speak that? Well, obviously, we have lots of prophetic training around here. And I know Liz will be able to speak to a lot of it and just the intricacies of it and the simplicity of it. But the reality, I believe, is, first of all, getting people past their fears. Mm-hmm. You know, like Because that is a big thing because they're afraid, mm-hmm. like, they're not hearing from God 
or they're not qualified to hear from God, or what about if it's not God, <laughs> you know? Uh, so there's all these fears that hit a person when they're uh, uh, beginning to try to delve into the prophetic, touch the prophetic, mm-hmm. be inspired by the prophetic. And I believe that that's a big component of what we do here is to take away the fear factor of it and have people go, okay, I'm completely qualified to hear from God mostly because I'm a son of God or a daughter of God because I'm born into his into his household so of course he's going to talk to me mm-hmm. but the big thing is with the prophetic is this hearing aspect is the first obviously and recognizing that it's him but it's also the doing aspect mm-hmm. it's actually bringing what you've heard to others Mm-hmm. And how, you know, obviously I want to ask Liz actually how, you know, cause there's a way to do that. Right. And then there's a way to not do it. Right. I mean, you can just go, mm-hmm. you know, crazy rampant and just start, I heard from God, you know, start putting people, you know, yeah. you're going to be a Pope and you're going to be an apostle, <laughs> you know, yeah, Pope. <laughs> you'll just love it. But the reality is, uh, you know, <laughs> you're going to be my servant. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's what it is. That's, there. that's a great word from God. Yeah. But the reality is, um, uh, you know, there's a way to bring that, that with the dignity and an honor and all those great things that we try to instruct in. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you were saying, I think the um, initially getting people to understand they're designed yes. to hear from God. It's something that is natural. It's inherent in the nature of every person that's bo- that's born again mm-hmm. to hear from God. Yeah. And then the next thing is, what do, we, what do we do with that, right? So that's the part we're talking about. You actually have to do something with it. I think a lot of people would be like, okay, I'm hearing from God, and he speaks to me in my private time, and he tells me this, or he shows me this in his word maybe. But how many people actually take the next step to do something with that, to give it as a message? Because that's what a prophet does. It's not just they're the ones who are just getting these downloads all the time, and they just bottle it up and contain it. They're actually supposed to deliver the message, and that is the reason for the prophetic. And so from then... You know, when we teach people, um, a lot of our prophetic training, we're teaching them who they are, how to hear, how to discern, but then actually to put it into action, right? That's a, <laughs> probably one of the most important things Activation. about prophetic training yeah. is mm-hmm. activating it, meaning you actually have to open your mouth, you right. have to take a risk mm-hmm. and share something that you believe the Lord is speaking to you. And you should do that in a in a safe way with people who are seasoned and trained in the prophetic and can help you because you're you're learning. Right. You're learning how to do it. Yeah, when I was learning it was uh this initial fear like Pastor Bob was saying of I don't want to misrepresent God. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say something in the name of the Lord that's not true cuz you know, you know, looking back in the Old Testament, a prophet was mm-hmm. one who spoke in the name of the Lord, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And um so I would have that hesitancy. And I mean, when I started to prophesy, I would either pray things that I thought were from God. Um, and that was a good way of testing it out. Mm-hmm. Um, or I would ask others that, you know, hear from God if I was off base or, you know, if I was even close mm-hmm. and that sort of thing can build your confidence. Cause, but I do think there should be a reverence and a, you know, a fear of, you know, the word of God in a way, because that makes us respect it. And that makes us deliver it in the way that his word lays out in order. Um, and I think a lot of damage can be done when it's the pro- prophetic isn't isn't revealed that way. It isn't delivered that way. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people in the church today might have a low view of prophecy or a distrust of it because of how it's been delivered by certain people. Um, we don't like to single out individuals. We won't do that. But um, it's important for us or for people listening that have a prophetic call mm-hmm. or they prophesy that they go about it decently and in order yes. and in line with the scripture and in a community of believers so that they can gain confidence and they, they won't misrepresent God. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And like you were just quoting out of, you know, first Corinthians 14, I mean, there's such, I mean, Paul, he's giving the instruction he's, and that's really the, um, I think one of the key points, right? Mm-hmm. There's this, he starts off with wanting the desire to prophesy, but also the, how to do that the proper way with the, and he, his guardrails are decency and, an or, and order. It's not, uh, it's not anything else. And I believe actually speaking to what, you know, a mantle prophet is supposed to do, like mm-hmm. you said, there's supposed to be someone that comes and teaches others how to prophesy, who extends their mantle so that they will prophesy, who mm-hmm. covers their life. Um, 
everything about a mantle prophet is to build up the church, just like all the other fivefold ministry. Therefore, anybody receiving a word, I believe, from God, um, this is the easy way to check it is, hey, is this going to build up this person or tear them down? Mm -hmm. Now, um, there are some words that on face value might look like they're tearing somebody down. They may be correction. They may be instruction. I believe those should come from somebody that's very seasoned. I think they should be judged by the re- you know by the church. There, it shouldn't be something that's just done haphazardly and gone in. But generally speaking, most of the time, when a person's first speaking to your question about how do people get how do they do this, how do you get started, um, it, it's I would say if you have a heart and a mindset that I want to help build someone up. If I were them, would these words build me up or tear me down? And do they go, and the other thing obviously is, do they go against the Bible? Right. <laughs> right. Know, I mean, that's, well, when you were talking about yeah. having a reverence for the word, because um, there's a difference between having, a, you know, the fear of the Lord, which mm-hmm. is the reverence understanding of the holiness of what, God is inviting you into, and then the fear that torments, right? Which is like the spirit of fear, right? Right. We don't want to be operating out of that place. But operating with reverence, there's reverence for the prophetic word, but there has to be, it has to be coupled with reverence for the written word of God, right? They have to, they're not separate from each other. They can't be um, divided and they definitely cannot be, be against each other. And I would say that someone who is, desiring to step into prophetic ministry or is called to step into prophetic ministry, um, you really have to develop a love and an appetite for the word of God. Mm. That will be your primary. I mean, if you can get the word, get in the word and get the word in you, you are well on your way to a successful prophetic ministry because you will be able to bring the word of the Lord to people in a way that is solid, that's sure, that is the tested and tried pure word of God, but it will have the infusion of the breath of Holy Spirit in it. That's the appropriate word for that, for that time. And if you understand the word, if you not understand everything in there, but you have a relationship with the mm-hmm. word of God, which is the person of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and the written form of that, then that will build in you a confidence, right? Because you're not having to like, I don't, I don't got to make this up today and hopefully it's scriptural and I don't really know. But if you know the scriptures, there'll be a confidence. It's like, no, I'm speaking the word of the Lord. Right. Well, like Paul says in Corinthians, you know, like, you know, one prophesy that, that those who are there with them judge and yeah. discern that word. But I actually believe the first person who should be discerning that word is us. When yes. we're getting a word, and like you say, that discernment can only come in and through the written word of God, mm-hmm. it can, because that's the part of God, uh, Him, that's infallible. Mm-hmm. There's no, you know, shadow turn. There's no messing around with that. That is the truth. Mm-hmm. That He is the truth, and He's, you know, that's that's where it resides, unchanging, absolute. Mm-hmm. Our Rama word weird word that mm-hmm. I just used a rhema word the word that we give it you know outside of the bible itself what we're receiving from god and bringing to his people uh, that word could be fallible mm. oh we're going we're going to the deep end here right. we go well, yes or else why would paul say judge it that's right <laughs> right like yeah. judge it good you know it's like a, it's a good stamp right mm-hmm. it's not only a good stamp uh, and that judging it is not Oh, it's not to tear down anybody, right? Right. It's not. It's not that. It's to help so that everything is done in an effort to right. build the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so, you, if you, you know, I, I just got finished building a house, and I'm going to tell you, I'm glad my son, the, you know, the uh, uh, contractor carpenter was there because if I had done it on my own, it would be like. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, this seems like a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> An interesting like, house. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I wouldn't go in that house if I were you. <laughs> you know? yeah. But the reality is, you know, God's building his house. Yeah. Right. That's a good point, too. The, yeah. You know, because there is this, when Paul's talking about, um, you know, someone's giving a word and the other ones judge and discern, that means that there's room for um, there to be discussion and feedback 
And it doesn't mean that you failed as a person. It means you're learning and growing. And there's like, God makes allowance for that. It's not like you have to come out of the gate (laughs) and get it all right. (laughs) Otherwise you're a false prophet, right? It's you can operate in the church and learn and grow on your gift. And you have other people there to help discern Mm -hmm. and to help instruct and to help build you into your prophetic ministry. Well, I think that, it actually speaks to where David came in and we were talking earlier about fear because most people fear fear that out of the gate, if they aren't perfect, mm-hmm. they're done. You know, right. they, they're like you said, they become a false prophet. Well, a false prophet uh, does not have everything to do with, a, you know, a prophecy that's not accurate. Right. <laughs> it has mm-hmm. everything to do with that prophet's heart. Yes. And his intent and his motive yeah. and why why he's doing what he's doing, mm-hmm. right? And that's when we see a fivefold prophet, a mantled prophet, the person in the office. Their whole, uh, you know, everything they project into the church and on the church has got to be to build the church up. Mm-hmm. It can't be to tear the church down. Their whole heart, and much like we've spoken in other podcasts. Uh, has to be this father heart, Mm -hmm. right? That you're bringing the heart of the father to his people. And that, that if, if you don't have that, you will actually corrupt the word that God is giving. Yeah. I think maybe the, the prophecies of a false prophet are the only true thing about them. And so the the prophecies (laughs) in in the Bible, like Balaam, he has some of the most incredible messianic prophecies, but Mm -hmm. what was false about him was his loyalty to the Lord and his loyalty to God. He didn't have a passion for the glory of God. He had a passion for his own honor, his own riches. And that's what makes someone a false apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist. It's not their gifts, it's their character. Um, And so on the flip side, I, I believe the office of a prophet, the mantle of a prophet, that person has such a burden and a fire for the glory of God. They want to see God magnified. They want to see his people in line with his will. Um, a lot of the Old Testament prophets, um, there's a genre in biblical literature called the covenant lawsuit. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the Old Testament prophets, you guys probably know this, um, they're written as lawsuits against the people of God, just establishing right. the ways that mm-hmm. they broke uh, communion and fellowship with the Lord yeah, and, and the consequences <laughs> yeah. of that. In addition, uh, an offer of repentance, an offer of, of restoration in that, um, and a call for people to return to the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And so somebody that's a, in that office of prophet, they, yeah, they have a love for the church. They have a love for the people. Uh, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I would say even above that would be a, a passion for God for his voice to be heard, for his glory to be respected, for his way to prevail. Um, am I off on that? I mean, I just, I think they... No, I, well, I think it's actually the greatness of a uh, prophetic mantle and also the thing that a prophetic mantle has to deal with all the time. And that is, and I know Liz can uh, attest to this, when a mantle prophet gets a word, it's a now thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even when he's prophesying about something in the future, mm-hmm. um, and it's so it's so true and absolute in your mind. Now, how you deal with that, Can right? You give Be- an example of that. Yes, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not like you. I'm not, like, I don't have a mantle, sorry, a, a cloak. Ev- over you're me, evangelist. So, yeah. so when I receive a word from God, there is no doubt in my mind, and it's absolute. As a matter of fact, in, when it's received in my spirit first, um, it's already done. Now, this is a real problem mm-hmm. when it's something for the future mm-hmm. <laughs> because you're, it's, it's a now. It's, a, it's done in your, in your okay. spirit. Now, um, I, like I said, this is the, the weirdness about a – I know it's strange <laughs> calling it weirdness <laughs> about a mantle prophet is that that is an aspect of um, their, their life, the way they operate. They see it. You know, these prophets in the Old Testament – now, of course, like I said, that's – you know they're 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 having the infallible word of God that's being poured in and through them. It was a now thing, even though they were prophesying. Well, a lot of times they were prophesying to somebody in their current time, in a time in the future, and then in a time in the way future. Things that haven't even happened yet, right. all together. But for them, they saw it clearly. It was this is it. So I'm bringing this now. Mm-hmm. And that's a hard thing, I believe, for some people to uh, recognize about a mantle prophet. 
And on the flip side, it's really hard thing for a mantle prophet to contain Mm -hmm. because you're like, Hey, we got it. Let's do it now. And, uh, guess what? There are the other ministries in the body that help go, okay, mm-hmm. that's a good, that's right. a good word. And some of that is for right now. And some of that isn't. And meanwhile, you know, as a mantle prophet, you're like, no, it's now, mm-hmm. you know? So they, I believe the, um, the, uh, fivefold ministry helps, um, I don't know if they modulate each other. Does it help to moderate, modulate? Did I say modulate? <laughs> There's a modulation also, right. but, there's a, but moderate and not so much moderate, but help, uh, with the understanding of each ministry. That's why I think prophets and apostles were together. Yeah. In, in it's, 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 uh, it's recognized together in the Bible, should I say. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they helped each other. They, there is a balance on each other. Because sometimes, like I said, a, a mantle prophet would be like, okay, we're doing it today. Mm-hmm. And the apostle is like, uh, yeah, we have to establish something here first. Right. Right. Or in order for that to actually be successful, there's infrastructure needs to be built. Exactly. Right. To support it. Exactly. Yeah. I totally agree with Pastor Bob. The profit um, urgency is what Mm -hmm. it feels like to me because it's like it is a very it's a very clear thing. I don't know. For me, I think most mantle prophets, they see things very clearly. It's like it's almost black or white. It's like the purposes of God. This is what it is there. And it's very clear. And sometimes it's hard to convey that. It's hard to convey it with the weight of what you feel that comes with it. Cause it's not like you just get a word like it's someone's giving you a telegram. It's like this whole like this whole <laughs> infusion into you of God's purposes, right. his intentions, his um passion for something, you know, his desire to establish his kingdom and to bring his church into greatness and into glory. And it's like you're trying to convey all of that to someone who's like, hasn't experienced that, you know, the fullness of what you feel. Cause it's really like this whole being, it's, it's very consuming. It's well, yeah, it's very consuming. Well, you see, it's the burden of the Lord, right? And you, yeah. you see it clearly. Right. That's the deal. Mm-hmm. Even if uh, people around you don't see it clearly, mm-hmm. but like I said, I think this is not uh, just uh Prophets, I think that all of fivefold in their uh, gift, in their yes. gr- in their greatness with mm-hmm. God, they receive like that. Mm-hmm. They understand, uh, like when they get instructions from God. Okay, we're going to establish an outpost here, <laughs> so they're an apostle, and it's going to, and so they have vision and they see it completed. The prophetic is the same way. Mm-hmm. This is what we're going to happen. This is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. This is how it's going, and it's so tangible yeah. it's it's strange it comes through it's all of you at once it's not something like it's just a mental like mm-hmm. oh i had a good thought right no it's just when it hits you it it, it smacks into your and whole then there's life. this call you know to people to come to this yes you know and that's where the the repentance thing comes in i know pastor bob teaches that one of the primary functions of a mantle prophet is to call people to repentance yeah. which yes is you know stop sinning right <laughs> forsake those things but Here's the here's the plumb line of what God is laying out. Here's the direction. Here's the vision. Come to that, which requires a change in direction, right? Stop focusing over there. Stop being distracted by that. Stop viewing yourself that way and come to this vision that God has put in. So it's like this direct call from the heart of God. There's this vision for it, but then there's a call to the people right. to come to God's purpose. Well, it's a call to action. Yeah. And that's like I said, when it comes, it's a it is a, a you know this clarion call. It's like doo, 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 doo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. We're mm-hmm. <laughs> we we're, we're going now. It's some it's right. we're marching. It's it's now. It's not. And so, like I said, how you deal with that as a mantle prophet, David? Like with like I said, with the the components where some of that is for the future. It's going to uh, it's going to pay out. It's going to play out later. Yeah. And yet it's just alive in you now. And, ha- and like I said, the balance there and having people around you to be like, it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> You'll be okay. I'm still learning. That. <laughs> the thing Dr. He's like, I know it's in you. You got to still do what you're doing and, and, and you carry it in you. Yeah. And you don't want to like <laughs> snuff that flame. You have to be able to, uh, manage the flame or handle the flame. I don't know if you manage it is a great word, but you have to, you have to be able to deal with it. Like it's there. 
you know, and we're, I sometimes I feel like, like I'm on fire, like I'm on fire, just walking around, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, let me go teach this class now. And meanwhile, it's like this inferno inside yeah. of me. And I don't know, it's very strange. Well, let me substantiate you with the Bible, even though you don't need that. Um, it's uh, you know, like the Jeremiah Bible? said, his word is a fire. When yeah. I yes. 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 And I won't, I won't hold it in. Even if right. I say I won't speak in his name, right. I cannot hold it in, yeah. which is pretty cool. Um, um, would you say there's any other ways that you as mantled prophets see the world that would be different than <laughs> your average, you know, capital P pastor or, whatever, you know, well, or shepherd or whatever? It all looks upside down to me. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time, yeah. it looks a little upside down. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I don't know if that's part of the mantle, but it, I think it could be actually. It doesn't look right. It yeah. looks, it the looks. The world itself, like our present. Our world, our world, everything about our world, it doesn't look right to me. It's like, wait, that's not supposed to be that way. It's wait there. It's that way. That's better. You know? So there, it's, uh, there's a lot of conflict I think yeah. that happens in a, a prophetic uh, person's uh, life in their, in their mantle where they have to contain their mantle and be able to just operate in life. It's tough. <laughs> if I'm really true about that. Yeah, that made me think about in Jeremiah 29 when they were exiled in Babylon and the prophetic voice came to them and said, you guys are going to be here for 70 years. And, you know, Jeremiah saying that he had the vision of what was going to happen. They were going to return from exile, Mm -hmm. rebuild the temple and everything, but they had to hold that for 70 years and they had to still operate in a way that honored God even when they couldn't see the full expression. Yeah, I love and I love the example of Jeremiah because um, here's a prophet. He's warning them, calling to them to repent, right? Like you guys, <laughs> it's not going to go well for you. Things are coming, you know, and they refuse to listen. And this is what, this is like one of the things that really hit me when I was learning about what a prophet was. Jeremiah, even though he knew it was going to happen, he'd been warning them, telling them, calling them repentance. They refused him. They rejected him. He went with them into their captivity, Yes. You know, and that I was like, whoa, that's <laughs> that's another level mm-hmm. of prophetic ministry of being a true prophet where it's like so I think some people approach the prophetic like I'm going to give you this message and then it's up to you figure it out mm-hmm. and you're not like I'm not connected with you. Like I just bring the message and then you're on your own kind of thing and here's a true prophet who's I'm I'm telling you what's going to happen. I'm warning you what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I could, he could have, he could have left, you know, he could have been like, well, you guys, you're about ready to go into captivity. See you later. Good luck with that. I tried to warn you, but he stayed, (laughs) he stayed with them, went into captivity with them and continued to speak the heart of the Lord to them and hope for the future. And yeah. I don't know. I was just like, wow, they were so, that's... they were so happy with him too. You know, yeah, hey, let's throw him in the pits. <laughs> let's get, leave him behind. They tried to leave him behind. I think yeah. it's like, but the strange thing about Jeremiah, and I think it's a big component of a, you know, of a, the heart of a path of a, a prophet. And that is, um, <laughs> God even told him they're not going to listen mm-hmm. and go, go do it. And I think uh, that is something a, a mantle prophet has to wrestle with their heart, yeah. knowing that there are going to be things that God's given you and it's not going to be received. Mm. And yet you still have to go give it. When God gives you that kind of assignment, it's a strange assignment because I'm guessing, <laughs> we've never really discussed this, but I guess I'm guessing I've experienced that like, oh, that's not going to be received. And you you wrestle with your own heart, like oh, maybe I sh- maybe I'll just hold on to this one, mm-hmm. and because of the mantle, the God is like, you know, He's pressing through. You're like, hey, <laughs> you know, you get swallowed by a whale. Uh, yeah, it could work that one out. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have too many whales up here in these uh, mountains. <laughs> you know? yeah. No, it brings up an interesting thought I've I've been having recently is that um, you bring up words of repentance and. Mm-hmm. warning and even judgment. Um, but sometimes there's a culture in charismatic Christianity, Pentecostal, all that, our stream about how it has to always be good vibes and building mm-hmm. people up. And good vibrations. It's all good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God's so good. You're so amazing. You're, you're so cool. All this, like God has so much good plans for you. 
Um, do you think that there needs to be more of the stronger warning type words coming in? Do you think that's happening? I don't know how you guys think about that. Like, do you think it's been diluted at this point? The prophetic? Well, does that make sense? In an effort not to get too much hate mail, (laughs) I, I actually believe there's times and seasons in the Lord. And I believe that we are coming into a season in our time in history, actually, uh, that, uh, Warning is absolutely essential. Mm-hmm. It's not just secondary. Oh, well, we'll get around to that warning thing. I believe it's completely essential um, because of the times we're in. Uh, I think that there was a time where uh, maybe for the church, prophetic was sort of being accepted on some levels. And, uh, you know, over the last, I'm talking over the last 30 years or more, 40, 50 years, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was okay if it was kind of nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like people like, oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, tell me who I am. Tell me how good I am. Tell me how, you know, and that's nice. But there is, a, I actually believe by, from the Spirit of God, and this is something um, that's actually happening now, I believe, where there's some serious um, times we're coming into and they're not, they're not totally dependent on what's happening around the world right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. This is a God timing thing and he's bringing his life, uh, his truth into the world uh, at a, a, a level that's going to require response. Like yeah. you were saying from yeah. repentance um, because he's, you know, if you don't respond, it's, it could be a real issue. Now, nobody likes to hear that <laughs> from a prophet, right. right? Who wants to hear that? But I actually believe there's mantle prophets on the earth that are hearing this. They're hearing that voice. They're hearing God's saying, hey, you need to start calling now to my people. And it's requiring a turn. It's requiring a change. And there's really, you know, hard things coming on the earth that if every voice that's speaking into you and singing into you is a nice, pretty, you know, voice, you will be lulled into a place where you settle, like the Bible says, settle on your leaves and you're just like, everything's great. Mm -hmm. Everything's Mm -hmm. beautiful. And, uh, that can happen by the way, even with bad stuff happening all around, (laughs) it's like, Mm -hmm. Oh, everything's fine. And the reality is I believe that mantle prophets all, and this I get from a sense in my spirit, that all over the world right now are are getting this. It's coming, and when it comes out, unfortunately, I'm concerned that the church has been acclimated mm-hmm. to not hear that. Yeah, yeah, it's inter- Yeah, it, that is interesting because I do believe it is happening mm-hmm. everywhere, and I see evidence of like some key prophetic voices that are like saying that there's a, a return to this prophetic um, mandate. That is, it is warning, it is calling to repentance, but that the great um, tragedy is that many of churches will label that as, you know, doomsday prophets instead of, yeah. and not receive them. Judgmental. Yeah, judgmental, or- negative, all of those things. And I believe that in a lot of circles, um, there's been a, a confusion of something, you know, we want to be encouraging, right? Well, yes, everyone mm-hmm. needs encouragement. That's that's a godly thing to put courage into somebody, but that we've 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 equated like encouragement, comfort, exhortation with feel good, right? If it doesn't make me feel good, mm-hmm. then it's not encouraging. Yeah. Well, I don't know about you, but like when the Lord encourages me <laughs> to do something, He's been encouraging me maybe to do something that I don't want to do yeah. or I don't believe I can do. Right. And there's so the way that God views encouragement exhortation which is provoking mm-hmm. right provoking you to do something like get busy like mm-hmm. get get going here you have things to do you have to change the way you're thinking you have to change yeah. stop getting distracted by watching tv all the time like you have to focus like there's you know um there's more in even those words that the church has latched onto exhortation encouragement and comfort and that means if it doesn't make me feel good about myself it doesn't make me feel good about where i am if it doesn't make me feel warm and fuzzies about God, then it's negative and I reject it. 
Well, if we just read again, return to the word of the Lord, <laughs> which is mm-hmm. the complete love expression of God to us, mm-hmm. right? Everything in there is love, mm-hmm. including correction, including right. rebuke, including sacrifice, and even, you know, suffering. Another thing we don't love to talk about, but all of that yeah. is the complete love of God toward us. And as prophets, we can't, we can't be intimidated into backing away from those things just because certain circles or churches label them as, you know, judgmental or heavy or doomsday, any of those. Yeah. Just like be not f- afraid of their faces. Right? It's that, it's that right. same spirit. And, uh, yeah, I believe there's so much truth to what you just said. Um, and how we, um, position ourselves to open up to the possibility uh, that God is, uh, correcting mm. without hate. Exactly. Like his correct when you without get condemnation. without condemnation. Right. When God comes, he's you get all of God all the time, mm-hmm. but he is love, right? So he is and he's full of grace, mercy, and truth. All everything all at the same time. But if you if you tip the scales and you just uh, bring a nice God, which <laughs> you know, he he may be a great <laughs> God, but not so nice mm-hmm. from our point of view right, right? right. it's our that's how we look at it and i think this is the key with prophets they bring god's position yes. god's point of view and so if like I say, if we relegate all of the prophecies to something i agree with and <laughs> i like mm-hmm. and there's a lot of teaching on that actually around the prophetic communities mm-hmm. that if it doesn't settle well in your spirit it doesn't bear witness you know with you peace and a, it's like Okay, I'm going to be brutally honest here. Like when I read the word, it's, there is no peace it's not always peace, right? Yeah. There's always extreme care and love, yeah. extreme, you know, direction from the Father and care and just pure love and mercy and a tremendous amount of grace. Mm-hmm. All right, that's the deal, right? It just mm-hmm. flows into our, but it doesn't always, I don't always like it. Like, right. why would you read some of, or not just read some of that? Why would you let some of that read you and be just like, oh, happy? Yeah. Meanwhile, well, yeah, I don't know how interested God is in flattering people. Like, he's interested <laughs> in bringing out the true son and the true daughter. Yeah. And like you said, there's exhortation and there's encouragement, and that's really motivation. And mm-hmm. I believe motivation has two sides of it. That there's this is what's going to happen if you take this path, and here's what's going to happen if you take the other path. Mm-hmm. Right. And you see it in Deuteronomy when Moses is prophesying. Deuteronomy mm-hmm. 28 through 30, he gives the path of the curses and the path of the blessing. Mm-hmm. He says, here's what's going to happen if you choose this path. There's gonna You're going to be blessed when you go in, and you're going to be blessed when you go out, all these things. And then he has, you know, I think it's about eight times longer of the, the curse, the <laughs> the curse passage. Of, you're going to be cursed when you go out and you go in. You're going to be the tail, not the head. You know, we've heard a lot of prophecies in our circles about you're the head, not the tail. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the other thing could be true as well. well and that's motivating because when yeah. God shares that with you of like, look, son, here's what's going to happen here. Do that. If you don't, here's what it is. Right. That's incredibly encouraging. <laughs> well, it's like, okay. Good. God's not just a motivational speaker mm-hmm. the way we've relegated to now. And I, I like the word you used. I, I may have passed some, but I'm going to bring it back. You said, you know, he's not into just flattering you. And mm-hmm. the word of God speaks about what flattery is. It's like laying a net before somebody that they get trapped in. Mm-hmm. And it's there. I mean, there's some serious about that. Well, or seriousness about that. And that's the issue with having prophecies that borderline on just flattery. Yeah. It's what, it, you know, they, you know, they have you know, like said, itching ears. They, they tell me something happy and nice. Mm-hmm. Just tell me nice. Mm-hmm. That's all I, you know, rather than tell me truth and tell me about God's real love mm-hmm. and tell me about God's real grace in my life, yeah. that even when I fall, that I have this advocate with the father, even when I, and so just don't sweep the, 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 the problem under the rug and go, everything's great because it requires a change from us. And like mm-hmm. you said earlier, when we teach here, we teach about one of the primary things a prophet does is to turn a people, to bring them to the R word, repentance. And, you know, that's that can be like a dirty, you know, repentance, sin, all of those things can be like dirty words in Christian circles nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like, those, no, that's harsh. It's like, really? 
that would be like not, you know, like not telling somebody that running out in the streets, not, a, you know, don't run in the street, whack, you know, that's not a good, it's not a good end game for some people. And yet we're okay with that. Just, uh, uh, flattering. Mm. Oh, there's true craziness out there. there. There's complete misinterpretation of, of God on the basis of, well, God's good. Right. You know, and that was what Israel thought. I mean, I keep bringing in the Bible, but it's like it's all happened the before Bible. in the Bible that mm-hmm. there is all these mm-hmm. prophets were sent to Israel because they're God's people, but they believed it was all peace and safety. They believed, well, we have Jerusalem, we mm-hmm. have the temple, God's for us, nothing bad could ever happen. And every pro- prophet went blue in the face saying, You still have to walk right. with the Lord, like, you're still right. gonna miss out on his promises if you walk in idolatry and sin. Mm-hmm. He didn't just you know, take his annex and now he doesn't care about righteousness and holiness anymore. But like right. he actually is a burning fire and that's, they weren't received very well. Right. And so, you know, my question for, you know, myself and, and for you guys would be like, where do we get the courage to, to bring words like that? And I believe we have that to some degree, but if you're saying it's going to intensify, like what do we, what do we need to do as prophetic people to, to gain Ezekiel's brass forehead. Yeah. I believe the only motivation that will take you to that place Mm -hmm. is love Mm -hmm. is love first and foremost for the Lord and above your own life, your own um, reputation, your own comfort Mm -hmm. um, and love for the people. Because without that, all of the intimidation, you know, which is really fear, right. And the only Mm -hmm. thing that will take you past the place of fear is love. And I don't mean love that you have to like work up and try to, it's not an emotional thing. It is a decision that the Lord gave me my life. He gave me the breath in my lungs. He, there is nothing for me, but to do what he's calling me to do. And I will do that because I love him. And because he's put in love inside of me, like it says, the Holy spirit, right. Sheds abroad the love of God in our hearts for the people of God, that I will speak the truth to them, even though it may cost me relationship with them, may cost me reputation, may cost me a lot of, you know, a lot of things, position, whatever it is. But I, I believe that's the only thing that will actually take us. I completely concur with that because it's the first uh, word that came to my mind too. And, uh, expression from God that came to my mind when you started talking. And that is, you know, uh, like the word tells us, the love of God constrains us. So it actually gets us to a place where it it uh, uh, it will surround us and as a mantle prophet especially to be able to bring us to a place where we uh, are delivering the word of God um, without fear because we know what's the constraints around us. It's the love of God that's mm-hmm. constrained. It's not, and like you said, out of Romans five, I mean, it's, it's, he, he is shed abroad in our hearts mm-hmm. by the Holy spirit, the love. And we, that has to be the thing that propels us or else, you know, and you can tell the difference, yeah. um, but it still might not be received. Right. And that's the strange thing. And that's, I believe that's the hurdle that prophets nowadays um, as God brings us into a place where we're, you know, some pretty serious times actually, um, to be okay with the fact that this might be rejected, like not, I'm going to go put it this way, not might, this will be rejected by some, but it'll be received by some. And knowing that that is your motivation, because that will keep you out of the weird places of like, just trying to put people in their place, right? Or just trying to correct people or bring judgment on them or whatever. Like, you guys are so messed up. We just need to fix you. And what is your problem? You know, the places where the prophetic has gone weird in some ways, and that's why people are like, there's this pendulum swing to the other side of, don't judge me, don't say, you just just Mm -hmm. encourage me. But in the the perfect way, (laughs) there is... um, more message, sorry, message from the Lord, purpose from the Lord that's delivered through a human vessel Mm -hmm. that is uh, encouraging. It is loving, but it's not afraid to correct because it's the heart of the father. And the father is not afraid to correct his children because he knows his motive is to save them from destruction. Mm -hmm. And that should be the heart of the prophet also that their heart has, um, to be honest, like been broken enough (laughs) that it's so, and softened enough where it's so, um, enjoined with the heart of the father. Yeah. I remember, um, one of the ministries I had, I was at 
from 10 o'clock at night till two in the morning, I would be on this party street at UC Santa Barbara and I held this big cross up. And so all these people were, would be drunk going from house to house. And every time before I would go out, I would be in worship and I would be like focusing on God mm. and praising his name. And it gave me so much of his heart and so much of his love that all I cared about was like, I just want these people to know that and that mm. you could withstand anything. Like people could yell, they could do whatever you're holding up. You're, you're basically a spectacle. Like you're out in the middle of the street looking like an idiot. You know, you have a, <laughs> a big cross. People are like, Oh, you're going to burn someone on that. Or like, why don't you, you know, like right. I've heard, I've heard everything, you know, but like all you feel is this, like, yeah, there's a little bit of indignation that, you know, they should respect the Lord, but like way more than that is like, I hope they come over. Like, I hope I can just share with them like who he is. I hope. And then when people would ask about sins or like, should I do this action? You know, it's like, I'm sure you can guess what they're bringing up. You know, all the, you know, all these different things I could say, I could say the truth. I didn't have to flatter them. I could say, well, the word of God says this and it's for your interest. Like he loves you. Mm -hmm. Like there's better for you. And, but it started with focusing on who God is and getting a, a glimpse of his glory like, you know, Ezekiel and Isaiah, they both mm -hmm. had these huge moments of seeing the glory of God at the outsets of their, their ministry. Um, and I think like, that's so important when you're going to be in a prophetic situation, you're, you're, you're going to be rejected. You're going to be alone. You're going to be you against the darkness. Mm -hmm. you're like you better have a sight of his glory, that he's real, that he matters. And that is going to make you care about people because i don't i actually don't really care about people that much like, <laughs> I, maybe you're, i feel I bad now. I, if, I, <laughs> no. if I, lo I love jesus and he makes me care about people like he right. gives me that but apart from him like i really you know i'm like okay right i'm just well, a true confession time no yeah yes, in uh, my in my, yeah, flesh, my flesh in my natural <laughs> personality yeah. yes <laughs> well here, here's not. the, That's here's what I'm the, the holy yeah. spirit sheds it abroad <laughs> yeah. well i think also the, here's the the uh, the part that rectifies all this is and that is uh, from a prophetic mantle mm -hmm. prophet kind of position when you get a word now if you get a word for someone it's obviously for them mm -hmm. right but when you're bringing words which i believe where god is bringing his prophetic uh his mantle prophets into now for the people of god in general okay and maybe for the church in the earth that word is to you first yeah. <laughs> and so you can't extract yourself like I'm above that word. Yeah, and that's, that's that impersonal that's component good. that I think a lot of prophecies or prophets have taken on now. Like I've come to help you right. because I am the magnificent prophet Bob yes. and I can help your life by the words that I speak from Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but the reality is, um, you know, we're all in this together yeah. <laughs> and God's got words. And when he's calling his people to turn, he's mm -hmm. calling me to turn. He's not, you know, I mean, or else mm -hmm. I, I can't be separate. And like you said with Jeremiah earlier, like, Hey, he was yeah. in the mix. Right. It wasn't like he was external to the mix. You know, he had a perspective of the mix mm -hmm. and he had an understanding of the mix and he had a word for the mix, but he was in the mix with the people. Yeah. And that's, a tremendous, uh, and I, we've talked about this with the other fivefold ministries, and that is, they aren't above right. the 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 people. They are actually <laughs> supportive. Mm -hmm. They're foundational. They're part of what lifts up mm -hmm. and builds up, mm -hmm. and actually does the edifying, which is the edifice. It's the erecting of uh, the body of Christ, helping build this strong mm -hmm. edifice yeah. in God. And so we, it's really, there's a whole thing there. Like I said, that I don't want uh, those prophetic, you know, mantle prophets out there lose sight of the fact that when God gives you a word, yeah. guess who, what? <laughs> well, and not just, you know, we, we've talked a lot about the prophet giving, you know, speaking a word, but the entire life of a prophet mm. is, is a message. Yeah. They are a prophet in whatever they're doing. When they're teaching, they're teaching prophetically. When they're exhorting, they're exhorting. They are. They can't not be a prophet. It's who they are. And so much of the prophet's ministry is not just, you know, delivering a, a mm -hmm. message on a on a Sunday or speak. You know, I have this prophetic word for someone. That's mm -hmm. awesome and that's important and that's needed. But so much of what a prophet does is building the church, which is building individuals and doing that with their their everyday life, their day-to-day -day life, not yeah. just their Sunday life. That Sunday life. <laughs> What's interesting to me, because the prophets in the Old Testament especially, they, 
they were preachers. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was no, I mean, we've assigned preachers now, I think, uh, which sometimes I think is opposite from pastor actually, but in some strange ways, but these preacher people, but in reality, they, in the, you know, in, in the word, they, they were the preachers of righteousness. They were the folks that were bringing the word of God and that, that's how it got preached out. And so mm-hmm. I believe that as mantle prophets, we will uh, be uh, so inspirational that we will preach into people's lives yeah. the truth of God. Yeah. 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 And like you were saying, sorry, this is just a great subject. Uh, <laughs> when you were saying how the, you know, you're the first recipient of yeah. the word, there is this working of the word into your life. It tests you, it tries you, it interrogates you. It's, and that I believe is how we become the living word, right? It's not just, I receive a message and I repeat it back. I'm not like a parrot, right? Like I just, <laughs> I receive it and I repeat it to you. And that's my job as a prophet. There's actually this component of the word becomes flesh. Like it said, you know, like the, yes. um, it works into you. It's you, it tries your faith. It tries your yeah. thoughts, you know, and then when it comes out of you, when that expression comes out, it is this living word because it's been fused into into yes. you. Does that make, yes. that makes makes sense? a lot that of sense. That sounds totally weird. And I think that all of the <laughs> fivefold ministry—that's the—that's the deal. Yeah. Actually, I mean, we haven't talked about it. We will in the future about uh, teachers. Well, they're supposed to be first partakers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. a partaker—it really mm-hmm. you have to partake, and it has to be infused in you, and then manifest. Mm -hmm. And I believe that the word of the Lord comes to mantle prophets and tries them. Yep. Yeah. And the Lord will make you the message. Exactly. And he did that with Hosea. He did that with Ezekiel several Mm -hmm. times. He did it with Isaiah when he was preaching naked. Right. All the strange um, stuff those poor guys had to do. (laughs) I mean, Paul said we would become a spectacle to angels and men. Right. So um, that's a huge surrender for somebody taking the office of a prophet or even just somebody that wants to represent Jesus completely. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be relegated to only a prophet, but um, that your whole life is a, is a prophecy. It's a, it's a message. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there is a surrender there of, can you give that to the Lord? Can you come before the Lord and say, put it on, put me up on a, you know, a pedestal in a way that I'm not being honored. Right? Jesus said, when I'm lifted up, I'm going to draw all the mm-hmm. to myself. Mm-hmm. He didn't mean when he was put on a throne. He meant when he was put up on the cross. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And it really, it's, um, it almost brings a tear when you think yeah. you know, how Jesus was willing to make himself a spectacle mm-hmm. to save, to save others yes. and to bring the truth. And so he's not asking us to do something that he wouldn't do. Um, but that's something that, you know, we always have to, to remember that, you know, Am I just saying things like, like you said, like, right. am I just out there to say, I think you actually said it. Am I here to just give words or I'm, am I here to be the message? Right. The prophetic word has to come through your life. It can't, it has, it's part of, it's infused in part of your character. It's part of how you live your life. It's not just meant to, like you said, it was like a parrot, like God said, God said this. It's like, no, <laughs> right. It's like, it's like, that's nice. Right. But part of the anointing, Mm-hmm. of the prophetic mantle is actually to manifest the life of Jesus. Because if you don't have that, then you will not be received no matter what, Yeah. no matter what. Yeah. And how incredible to be in a church where you receive the word of God like that, where God mm-hmm. himself speaks to mm-hmm. you and changes your life. And I know it's been a huge blessing for me to be part of our church. And um, I hope that if you're listening, you also can, receive the word in that way. Um, it's been to me a very enlightening discussion. It's been a powerful time and, uh, we hope you'll join us for our next podcast. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to get the latest episode. And for more information, visit spiritschoolofministry.com.